Can the New York Islanders fix their power play in time to qualify for the playoffs? We take a look at some of the changes the team made in practice. Plus, we have answers to your questions and the latest on the playoff race and our weekly farm report. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everyone, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we want to thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are available on all your favorite podcast platforms plus YouTube and make sure you subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So much to get to on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode Feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings and I am also live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis. And it's always great to talk a little Islanders hockey game time or any time with fellow Islanders fans. So definitely do reach out. All right. We have got a lot to get to. Let's start right away with the scoreboard watching, which, as we know, is an important part of things here when we're this late in the season, and a mixed bag for the New York Islanders on Tuesday night. The good news, the New Jersey Devils crushing the Pittsburgh Penguins 5-1, to so the Penguins lose that game, but the Florida Panthers end up with a 2-1 to win over the Buffalo Sabres, so as of right now, officially, the... Florida Panthers, by picking up two points, have passed the New York Islanders in the standings for the first wild card. Islanders still the second wild card, although they're tied with 87 points with Florida. And Pittsburgh, one point behind with 86. But guess what? Nobody has any games in hand anymore. Florida now on a four-game winning streak. And... 
They are, again, uh, now tied with the Islanders in the standings, and each team has four games to go. I wanted to start off uh, also with another little news tidbit before we get to the power play. Zach Parise indicating to Kevin Kurz of The Athletic that he does want to keep playing after this season. Now, Parise will be 39 over the summer, but, you know, he is certainly playing uh, solid hockey right now. He has another uh, productive season this year right now. 21 goals in 78 games, 32 points. Believe it or not, he is sixth on the team in points and third on the team in goals scored. And, you know, the way Parisi plays, the way he hustles, the way he does all the little things right, I think that makes him a real candidate to return next year. And I think I'll add one more thing to the mix for whatever that's worth. He comes in and plays at the league minimum. Now, he's still getting paid by the Minnesota Wild uh, after they bought out his contract before he signed with the Isles two years ago. So, obviously, he's making more money than the league minimum, but the fact that he's playing on the league minimum and willing to do that for the Islanders makes it a safe bet, especially, especially if Lou Lamorello remains as the team's GM, that right now, Zach Parise may just sign another one-year deal. And I'll say this, there's plenty of criticism about this team being too old, about some of the older players, it's time to move on. I wouldn't mind another year of Zach Parise because he is a leader, He plays the game the right way, never stops hustling. He's positionally sound. He's sound defensively. And the fact that he spent most of the season on the third line, a little bit on the second, a smidge on the first, but he already has 21 goals while still playing in a very defensive-minded system, can kill penalties, can be on the second power play unit if you need him to, I think keeping him around would make a lot of sense. If... Again, he comes back at another team-friendly deal. Wanted to get to a couple of your questions before we tackle the power play issue. This one comes from our friend Ken in Minnesota. Uh, Hey, Gil, speaking of defense pairings recently, it makes me wonder whatever happened to Robin Sallow. I was looking for recent stats to see what he's doing and couldn't find anything beyond January. Is he injured? I remember that last year... He was going to be the next great defense prospect, and now he seems to have fallen off the map completely. Uh, Meanwhile, as far as scoring goals, what happened to Anders Lee this year? He was god-awful the last couple of games, just coughing up the puck, uh, not really going to the net where he has been so productive over the course of his career, and that's uncharacteristic of him. Do you think he's playing hurt? Keep up the good work, and thanks, Ken in Minnesota. Ken, Definitely thank you for the email. And look, let's address the first thing. Robin Sallow, yeah, he's played 11 games, two goals, four points. Uh, He's a plus one, but it it, it seems to me right now that Robin Sallow is sort of the, uh, the insurance policy, the black ace. And right now, not just Robin Sallow, but I think 
Parker Weatherspoon, Samuel Bolduc. Uh, they are ahead, as is Sebastian Ajo, of Robin Salo. And I think the Islanders have sort of come to the conclusion that Robin Salo is maxed out as an AHL player, capable of being an AHL all-star, but not going to ever develop into a consistent contributor in the NHL. And, you know, he's right now uh, 24 years old, no longer a kid. Uh, I don't think Robin Salo is going to be a major part of this team. Not this year for sure. Maybe in the offseason he really comes back and and has a great training camp, but I, I, I think he's been passed on the depth chart by a lot of different people and is not a major part of the team's plans. Meanwhile, as for Anders Lee, look, he's been in a slump lately. There is no question about that. He is not playing up to his usual standards in recent games. And, you know, look, he has now gone six games with no goals and one assist since he had a goal and an assist in the big 7-2 win over Toronto. And, you know, in that time, he is uh, a a minus, uh, well, he's been minus in every game except one when he was zero. He's a minus seven in six games. And that's just not going to get it done. So they do need more from Lee. Uh, I, I just think putting him on a line with Bo Horvat and not with Anthony, uh, excuse me, with Matthew Barzal, their styles are too similar. No one's going to get him the puck, and it's not going to work. So uh, I, I guess that is part of the problem. And and is he injured? Not officially. Is it possible he's playing through some nagging injuries? Most NHL players are at this point in the year. And to be honest with you, it really wouldn't surprise me if he was. We have got a lot more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have another email to answer. We'll talk about the power play. And, of course, we'll have our weekly farm report. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? Well, if you're building your talent roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You can find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching assessments and virtual interviews. So, uh, look, candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match they're three times more likely to apply than job candidates that only see it in search, according to U.S. Indeed data. And you can join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows that when you're hiring and growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we have another uh, email here. This is uh, from Tommy, and Tommy wishes uh, happy holidays. And I want to wish everyone uh, a happy 
Passover for those celebrating uh, tonight and certainly for uh, Holy Week here for those celebrating and for those celebrating Ramadan. Uh, wishing everyone the best during this holiday week. Uh, in your opinion, is Matt Barzal's unfortunate absence the reason why Bo Horvat isn't producing offensively? Bo is very talented and had a big impact in the faceoff circle, and Barzi does help him excel, but he can't fully rely on Barzal. Uh, does that make to make him highly productive? Thanks. Have a great holiday. Let's go Islanders. Tommy, I think that has something to do with it. I, I think the absence of Barzal has hurt, uh, definitely hurt Bo Horvat. And I think part of the other thing is that they haven't put him with any other player who can get him the puck. Bars, uh, Bo Horvat is the kind of guy who will set up in front of the net, who will get into those dirty areas, the high percentage scoring areas, but someone has to get him the puck. And he's not the kind of guy who's going to, you know, skate with the puck or, or he can't set himself up. So, look, who has he been playing with? Josh Bailey, Hudson Fashing, occasionally Zach Parise. But, you know, right now, uh, Simon Holmstrom a lot. None of these guys are going to get him the puck regularly. And I think that has been a big part of the problem. Time to discuss the power play, and it boy, has it been a real issue. And look, we know right now, 30th in the league, third worst out of 32 teams, 0 for their last 11, only 16% conversion rate over the season, and since Matthew Barzal uh, has gone down, they're 5 for 47 with the extra attacker. That's 10.6%, which again, would put them at the very bottom of the list. And and Lane Lambert, after practice on Tuesday, Matt, he's our guy. Edmonton gives it to McDavid and things like that, and they just have that innate ability to do that kind of thing. So we have to make sure we find a way to work together to get the puck into the zone. We have to also win more battles on the power play. Lambert continued. We get into the zone, and they can't clear the puck out. It's as simple as that. That's part of it. They have trouble getting into the zone. They have trouble staying in the zone. And then there's those losing those 50-50 puck battles and turning the puck over and getting caught pinching so that the other team is getting better scoring opportunities on a lot of power plays than the Islanders are creating. And, you know, Noah Dobson, there's been games where we've had great looks that haven't gone in. And it kind of drags on, but it just takes one puck to go in and things can start to click and you just kind of build on that and get the confidence. Well, we're waiting. And the Islanders made some changes on the power play in practice Tuesday. They went with a forward line on the first unit of Anders Lee, J.G. Pajot, and Bo Horvat, with Horvat now going into a different position. Uh, and then they had Ryan Pulak and either Sebastian Ajo or Samuel Bolduc on the point. And then the second unit was Parise, Palmieri, and Engvall with Brock Nelson and Noah Dobson on the points. So now they're trying to set up Horvat on that first unit for one-timers, more, more like, you know, the Alexander Ovechkin spot, although Ovechkin actually does technically play the point, but 
again, getting him, getting him into position to take the shot. And I think it makes sense. If you get Horvat in position for a one-timer, Pajot can be the playmaker. Lee can get in front for deflections and, and rebounds. That makes sense. Obviously, getting Matthew Barzal back would make a big difference. But the Islanders need to get their power play going. And again, there are structural problems. It goes beyond just getting the puck into the zone and carrying it into the zone. The, the problem is the Islanders don't move the puck enough, and they don't move, the players themselves don't move without the puck. So that's not the way you tire down the other teams. And it's, it's, it's very, very frustrating, to say the least, to see the team struggle on the power play. And, you know, here's what Bo Horvat had to say after practice on Tuesday, according to the Hockey News. You still have to have that shoot-first mentality, especially when you have the opportunity to shoot the puck. You got to let it go. But, I mean, it's nice to have a righty there in the slot with Pajot, if I don't have that, and also to have Lee as a lefty down low. So, Horvat seems to be on board with these changes that uh, Lane Lambert made. And hopefully, hopefully, they can pay off. I like taking Dobson off the first unit. I think having uh, Ryan uh, Polak on that first unit with his strong shot is a good thing. And then Bolduc or Ajo, you know, again, Bolduc has a good shot and has good size, so he can cover defensively. And Ajo, more dangerous on the power play. Uh, But again, I get concerned a little bit about him defensively. Look, the Islanders have four regular season games left and then hopefully playoff games. And the power play is vital to success. It's going to be vital the last four games, and it's going to be vital if they make the postseason they got to figure it out. They've had all season to figure it out, and they haven't been able to do it. It clicked better when Barzal and Horvat were both on the ice. That was sort of a, a little slice of, of better power play. I won't even say good power play, but acceptable power play. Now the Islanders need to find a way to get it back and get the power play moving, quite honestly, before it's too late. We've got more to get to on today's show. We've got our weekly farm report on all things Bridgeport Islanders as they battle for a playoff spot down the stretch. Plus, we have uh, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a, a great goalie who was only briefly an Islander. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you could bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to threes drained. And yeah, You could use your knowledge of the Islanders on the FanDuel Sportsbook app as well. Check out the latest odds for tomorrow's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets 
When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Time for our weekly farm report, and uh, let's talk all things Bridgeport. Four games in the last week, and uh, last Wednesday night, the Hartford Wolfpack and the Islanders went at it. Big game, but not a good game for Bridgeport. They lose to the Wolfpack 4-1, perhaps the only good news. Seth Helgeson becoming the all-time Bridgeport franchise leader in games played with 369, passing Mark Watton's all-time record. And uh, Paul Thompson got the only goal. Corey Schneider, 24 saves, but it wasn't enough. And uh, Bridgeport fell down to seventh place in the standings. On April Fool's Day, which was Saturday, however, the Bridgeport Islanders bounced back with a 5-2 win over the Providence Bruins. And the Bruins are one of the better teams in the league. Uh, they finished their four-game road trip with a 3-1-0 record. Two goals for Chris Terry, two goals for Paul Thompson, and then... Uh, we have an assist for Terry, so he had a pair of goals and an assist as uh, the Islanders cruise to a win. Another goal for Andy Andreoff. He has 32. Jakob Skara, 21 saves, so the Islanders get back on track. Then on Sunday, they fall to the uh, to the Phantoms in, in a frustrating game. 3-2 Lehigh Valley beating them. Chris Terry and Grant Hutton score. Corey Schneider, 21 saves in a losing effort. And basically, special teams do them in. 0 for 3 on the power play. They give up a goal on the only power play chance for the Phantoms. But then on Tuesday of this week, yesterday, Islanders down the Thunderbirds by a score of 4-3, to three. so Bridgeport 4, Springfield 3 in overtime. Islanders with the comeback win, the overtime winner, Andy Andreoff, and uh, that was a big goal. He now has 33 on the year, one short of the league lead, and uh, it really was huge. Robin Salo and Arno Durando set up the goals uh, the goal, the game winner, and Durando now has 100 points in the AHL. Paul Thompson, Jeff Kubiak, and Chris Terry also scored, and Terry tied it up 3-3 with about six minutes left. So now if we look at the standings, the Islanders one point behind the Hartford Wolfpack in the battle for that last playoff spot, and three uh, four points, excuse me, behind Lehigh Valley for fifth place. The Islanders basically still have five games left. So, tough battle. They're going to need some big wins coming down the stretch. As far as the point leaders, Andy Andreoff, 33 goals. That leads the team. He's second on the team in points with 59. Chris Terry, 23 goals and a team leading 67 points. Ruslan Iskakov, 17 goals, 49 points. Arno Durando, 19 goals, 47 points. And William Dufour, 20 goals and 43 points. Dennis Chalowski now leading all defensemen with 36 points. Only one goal, 35 helpers for 
Chalowski. Uh, if we take a look at the schedule now, and all the games are big with uh, only a handful left, we have a game Friday on the road against the Hartford Wolfpack. Islanders win this in regulation. They leapfrog Hartford and get back into that final playoff spot. That's a 7 o'clock Eastern time start in Hartford. And then Saturday, uh, a 7 o'clock Eastern time start at home against Wilkes-Barre Scranton. And the Penguins, by the way, last place in the Atlantic Division, nine points behind the Islanders. Two winnable games for the Islanders this weekend, and of course they will be off for Easter Sunday. So lots going on here for the Bridgeport Islanders, and they really need a big performance in these two games to try to qualify for the playoffs. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and Tuesday was the 44th birthday. Former Islanders goalie Roberto Luongo. Luongo, first-round pick of the Islanders in 1997, the fourth overall pick, made his debut with the Isles in 1999-2000, but then... Ended up being traded after the Islanders drafted Rick DiPietro with the first overall pick the following year. Played for the Florida Panthers. Vancouver Canucks back to the Florida Panthers and lasted until the 2018-2019 season. Had 489 wins and is a, you know going to be a Hall of Famer, really. But uh, the Islanders trading him away. Uh, and Luongo, you know, already in the Hall of Fame, and it, it, it's just a disappointment that the Islanders traded him. Now, what would uh, Rick DiPietro have been had he stayed healthy? We don't know. But the need for DiPietro wasn't there because they had Luongo, and they traded him away. One of Roberto Luongo's best games as an Islander, well, November 28th, 1999, at the Fleet Center in Boston where the Islanders took on the Bruins, and the Bruins outshot the Islanders in this one 44-20, but the Islanders won it 2-1. Goals by Jorgen Janssen and Zdeno Chara, who got the game winner midway through the second period, but Luongo, 43 saves in 60 minutes of hockey, a 9.77 save percentage, and the win. So, Roberto Luongo, Hall of Fame goalie who got away from the New York Islanders, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. So, lots more going on right now for the New York Islanders. Hopefully, uh, a win coming on Thursday. want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now, make your second listen game-to-game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result— Locked On Game to Game covers every contest from across the National Hockey League with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game uh, on Locked On NHL. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back tomorrow with a full preview of the game against the Lightning and a lot more, so make sure you join us for that. Again, happy Passover, everybody. Uh, Have a great day. Stay safe. And, of course... Let's go Islanders.